Hi, I'm Steve Schwartz, co-founder of Unrivaled and host of Beyond the Scoreboard. If you haven't already heard, Beyond the Scoreboard is a show dedicated to highlighting the positive and innovative work that professional sports teams are doing for their fans and their local communities. On today's show, we're talking with Jesse Lovejoy, director of the San Francisco 49ers EDU program. We've invited Jesse on the show to talk with us about the 49ers' enormous commitment to supporting parents, students, and teachers with STEAM education tools and content. Let's bring in Jesse now. Hey, Jesse, thank you so much for joining us on Beyond the Scoreboard. We're so excited to have you on today. Thanks for having me, Steve. I'm really excited to be here um, and to participate in, in what you got going on. It looks like things are going well for you and proud that you asked us to be a part of it. Absolutely. Love to have the 49ers on. It looks like the 49ers Foundation is doing some great things and it has been for a long time, but really want to specifically talk about the 49ers EDU program and what it's all about and what you guys are up to. I'd love to. So 49ers EDU is the 49ers organization's uh, efforts to reach students, teachers, parents, and families via STEAM education in the Bay Area. The York family, uh, who owns the 49ers, has been doing work to support that audience, students, teachers, and families, for for years and years via the foundation, as you mentioned. Um, But in uh, 2014, 49ers EU was launched as the first of its kind direct service education program for a pro sports team in any of the four major sports in the United States. Uh, and the main reason for that or the impetus behind that was the construction of Levi Stadium and the new home for the 49ers. And as we were constructing Levi Stadium, we also were building 49ers EDU, uh, which is a program that uses the game of football and Levi Stadium to provide STEAM learning opportunities for uh, children grades kindergarten to eight via a bunch of different platforms, but the primary ones are a field trip program that brings kids to Levi Stadium, a professional development program, which is a teacher training program using the curriculum that we wrote, uh, and a series of grant programs and other special events that we do that serve different audiences at different times and have slightly different areas of focus. Collectively, all of that work is most importantly free to the community. uh, And I would say in, in terms of importance, 1A is, is all geared towards trying to create passion and interest for STEAM subjects and young people. Yeah, real quick, let's take a step back and let's talk about what STEM and, and STEAM are. I want to make sure all of our listeners understand exactly what STEM education is. And maybe people aren't quite as familiar with STEAM education. Can you give us a, a definition of what STEM and STEAM are? Sure. So STEM education is, it's an acronym, science, technology, engineering, and math. And STEAM is inclusion of the arts discipline within STEM. We're a STEAM program because we understand art to be part of the engineering process. We understand design to be part of problem solving. We understand that, you know, when young people learn, when they go through the process of tackling a, a project in school, some of the first things they do are artistic in nature. They envision a solution, they tinker around with things. And so to us, it was really important to have the arts represented in a very literal sense in how we frame our programming and also in a practical sense in terms of lessons that teachers can select when they come and and visit us or participate in our programming. It's really interesting to me, Jesse, to hear you talk about STEAM education 
and then realizing that you work for an NFL football team. It seems like the two shouldn't the two shouldn't be commingled or they don't they don't naturally go together. Explain to me why did this NFL franchise, this storied NFL franchise, decide that they really wanted to get behind STEAM and education? Where did that come from? Yeah, the, I mean, the simple answer to that question, Steve, is the York family is is a different breed when it comes to pro sports ownership and, and their commitment to the community. So as far as the why, that's one reason, right? The second reason is it's interesting that you kind of bring up the concept that sport and STEAM aren't inherently connected. And I actually think that, you know, when you examine a platform or a unifying factor through which you can get young people to engage with learning concepts and and content, sports is actually one of the most compelling you can select. Because even if a child doesn't necessarily like to watch NFL football or play NFL football, or if she or he, in the case of, you know, going through a baseball program that's STEM focused, doesn't like her or participate in baseball, they still understand what it is. They have context. Mm-hmm. And sport is something that for so many young people is a way for them to explore themselves, to find agency, to be excited, to connect with other kids, to connect with adults, that it really serves up well when it comes time to, you know, try and take that and teach them about structural engineering or teach them about physics or teach them about geometry or teach them about, you know, um, primary colors. And one of the things that, that you will see if you explore the sport steam STEM discipline, which has proliferated dramatically in the past 10 years is that, you know, a ton of, of interest and success in terms of pulling kids in, who would not otherwise be interested in these things because they can see uh, a real life reflection and in representation of these somewhat abstract or difficult concepts through sport. One of the really unique aspects of the EDU program that I saw was this field trip program, the STEAM field trip program, where in normal years in the past, uh, you've actually brought students in, and a number I read was about 60,000 students, to the stadium to engage in STEAM activities in person. So can you talk a little bit more about how that, that worked in years past? The field trip program was the flagship initiative for 49ers EDU. It's what we started with. We're very proud of it. Uh, it's, that was the piece that I think really put us on the map. We would serve again in a non COVID time, approximately 60,000 participants a year, that's students and teachers. So maybe 50,000 students, maybe 10,000 teachers, um, all free of charge, including transportation subsidies for schools that had a certain percentage of kids on free or reduced lunch or or that were receiving title one funding. And yeah, it's a five hour field trip where wow. anywhere between 300 and 400 kids a day would be inside Levi Stadium. They'd be going through four hour long rotations or think of it as just kind of like activities. One would be a tour of the 49ers Museum, which has a ton of educational focus. One would be tour of Levi Stadium itself and a bunch of the really interesting steam focused things that we can use as teaching points throughout the building. One would be um, our our movement lab, which is 
think of it as PE with a light science and math overlay. And then the most important experience of the day would be the actual STEAM lesson that would be done within one of the four classrooms that we built inside of Levi Stadium. So the way that it works is, you know, a teacher will go to our curriculum overview and they, she or he would select a lesson, hopefully in accordance with where they were in their particular curriculum year. And that lesson would become the informing factor in what their day looked like. So just to give you a quick example, because it might help. Um, I mentioned before we have a lesson on structural engineering. Um, so it, it focuses on the engineering design process. It focuses on the use of geometry and building buildings and structures. Mm. Um, and it has a number of different activities associated with it. So if a teacher chose that lesson, they would go into the classroom and they would actually do a lesson that has them go through the engineering design process, has them build a scale model of Levi Stadium, see if it can bear a load and then re-engineer it if it can't. And if it can to, to kind of iterate on it and improve it. Then they would go out into Levi Stadium. They would go visit different places in the building where you can see these concepts articulated in how we've constructed, say, a bridge across a creek um, or a plaza where people stand. And, you know, our curriculum is available on our website if folks want to check it out more. But we run the gamut from solar energy to material science to, you know, basic addition and subtraction uh, for younger kids, literacy. Um, all kinds of different things. So in addition to the field trip program, tell us a little bit more about some of the other programs underneath the EDU umbrella, because I think you've already kind of described a little bit about the digital huddle, but tell us a little bit more. Yeah, I, I do quickly want to touch on the piece of the digital huddle, which is essentially all the work that's gone into the, the transformation of our content from physical to virtual. So what we did is you know, every student that comes to the field trip program, again, in non-COVID times, would receive a textbook as part of their experience. It would align with the lesson they were going to teach and also has a bunch of cool take-home stuff to extend their learning once they leave us. And teachers can also use them in classrooms. So we took that textbook and we re-engineered it completely and relaunched it to be interactive and virtual. So that's available via the digital huddle. We also then took 12 to 14 or 15 of the most popular lessons that we teach. And we made um, six to eight minute long tutorial videos that accompany the digital playbook so that teachers can play that, use that in asynchronous learning or kids and parents can explore it on their own and then have the, the resource of the textbook as a way to kind of formalize the activity components. You know, one of the things that we un quickly understood about our potential impact for scale around 49ers EDU was that, you know, we, we're not going to build any more classrooms inside Levi Stadium as much as I would love to. Right. Um, I think we've hit, our, we've hit our limit there. So we're not going to increase the number of students and teachers that can come to see us every year. But what we can do is increase the number of teachers that come to us, take away materials that, and ideas that they can implement in their classrooms, and then see exponential growth that way. So we created modules that took our curriculum in grades K-8 and we designed uh, teacher sessions. So think of this as once a month or so, we'd have a group of anywhere between 20 to 40 to 50 educators that would come to Levi Stadium, again, for free on us all day, and they would go through workshops. And so the whole idea there is, hey, let's try and take what we've built, make it available to teachers as much as we can 
knowing that they don't have a Levi stadium back at their school. Right. So we, right. Can't, we can't give them a lesson plan that says, take the kids to the 50 yard line and have them do this. Um, but we can say, Hey, look, the engineering design process can be taught this way using the examination of what a football used to look like and what it looks like now. And that's something that you can do relatively easily at back at your classroom, wherever that may be. All the content sounds like it is really on a digital platform and it's delivered digitally. What do you do about reaching those kids that don't have that connectivity to, to get that content? I'm glad you asked that question. And, you know, one of the things we realized we had an opportunity to do for better or for worse, you know, we had 50,000 of those textbooks sitting in a, in a warehouse at Levi stadium because, you know, we, we thought we were going to be running programming, um, which we obviously are not um, and, and we're not and have not been for the past year. So we created the, the playbook patrol program, which is essentially one where if you as a teacher are looking for enrichment opportunities and it may be for kids that, that have connectivity or don't or both, we'll, we'll send you our books to use. Uh, and it's been extremely popular because I think it's a, it's a very easy way to get a, an enrichment learning opportunity in front of a young person that is different than what they are currently receiving and is physical in nature. So what we're just trying to do is to continue to work with our partners uh, to say, what do you need? Um, and in, the, in, the, in a world where we can meet that need, we're gonna continue to try and do it. That's outstanding. And so I wanna come back and talk a little bit now about um, how the, the 49ers have made this kind of part of their, their DNA, right? The, the 49ers aren't doing this and uh, expecting a, a season ticket package or a, a t-shirt to be purchased. You guys are doing this because you're, you're good corporate citizens and you understand the value of making the, the community around you better. That said, you guys are also operating a business and I'm sure that one of the things that you look at doing with the EDU program is measuring what the success is. How do you guys measure success for the EDU program in general? Thank you for asking the question the way you did. And I do want to underscore what you mentioned. You know, I think it is very natural for folks to be skeptical when first presented with a learning program via a pro sports team and to assume, ah, this is just a bridge to a group sale. Or something like that, right? And I, I'm very proud that over the course of our existence, we've proven a lot of folks not wrong, but we've helped really educate people around what we're about. To answer your question, we, we look at a bunch of different things. First and foremost, we look at surveys of teachers and students around are we accomplishing our learning objectives? Are students coming out of our programming more interested in STEAM subjects? Do they feel differently about their ability to, to succeed in when they're studying these things. Um, our teachers, do they find our content aligns well against what they're expected to teach? Did they have a good experience? Did, would they recommend us to other people? So I think there's a mix of what you would think of as, or maybe categorize as kind of learning objective related survey and, and data collection we're doing, and also more just, hey, how did we do for you as a partner kind of stuff? But what I'll say is the most important one is 
reaching the community that needs this opportunity the most, right? So trying to bring as many kids that are furthest from resource and opportunity into our family as possible. So we try and aim all of our work at those audiences. That's excellent. That is awesome. When I look at some of the content that you guys have in your digital playbook and your digital huddle that's currently available online, I noticed that you have a number of, call them employees or stakeholders in the organization all participating. Specifically, you have your active players and coaches actually involved. Tell me how that has all come together and why these players and the coaches are also getting involved. I'm so glad you asked that question. It's probably one of my favorite that I've ever gotten doing one of these, Steve. And, and it's really a simple answer. And it's the same answer that I started with about why we did the program. It's the family. And when you create a culture that tells everybody around you that being of service to a community is as important as anything else we do, people want to be a part of that, right? So when you have an organization like ours, led by Jed, led by Al, and, and led by you know Hannah and all the people that I work for um, and have been a part of leading this program for so long, and they're all out in front saying, this is really important to us. And that does translate all the way to our general manager and to our head coach. I spent a ton of time with John Lynch. He's come and been in our program on multiple occasions, learning about what we do. So I think the best way to answer that question is just that the only way that you get buy-in at the kind of cross-disciplinary level that we have is to have a culture that's created in an organization like the 49ers have, which says we really care about people in the community and doing stuff that matters to other people. You know, our corporate why is to go one step further for someone so they feel a part of our family. And so it's so great for me as we're designing lessons that touch on the different disciplines that my colleagues focus on in their work to be able to call them and say, hey, Roger, our chief engineer at the stadium, his name's Roger. Hey, we're going to do a lesson on how we recycle water and move it through the building. Like what, what kind of information can you give me to build that up? And oh, by the way, would you consider talking to a group of kids when we do this lesson virtually next time? And those conversations are a big part of my job and one of my favorite parts of my job, because everybody that works for us, literally to a woman and to a man is always right there to be like, yeah, I want to do it and to learn about it and to participate in it. Um, I really want to send some love to Kyle Juszczyk, who's a guy that has just supported us time and time and time again. Ivy League guy, best fullback in the league. He'd be mad if I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> and just an all around great dude. Um, and so guys like him and Robbie Gold, particularly, and there's, I, I, again, I shouldn't start naming players because there's so many that have supported us, but it is, it is definitely the case that their involvement and participation comes from an interest in the work, but also the support of their leadership, right? Coach Shanahan, GM Lynch, guys like that. Yeah, sure. Jesse, as we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to remind us about, or you want to stress about the 49ers or the EDU program? I want to take a minute to thank every educator that's out there grinding through distance learning right now. It's really hard. It's not anything that anybody asked for. And I want to encourage everybody out there that's listening to this 
whether you're a part of a sports organization now or you're part of the education community or you're a brand or you're a nonprofit, if you have an interest in leveraging your particular core competency or, or passion point as a way to inspire young people to find theirs, seek me out. Real quick, tell people where they can find you and, and more information about the EDU program. Second part's the easiest one. So you just go to 49ers.com and look under community and you'll find tons of stuff about 49ers EDU. You can find me, I'm jesse.lovejoy at 49ers.com is, you know, is my email. You can search for me on uh, LinkedIn and find me there if that's your thing. I welcome the interaction if folks are out there and want to do it. Well, Jesse, thank you again so much for joining us on Beyond the Scoreboard. Best of luck and stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you, my friend. I wish you well. I hope to talk to you again soon.